We're going to be learning Lekutzei Sichas, Chelek Yud Ches, the second Sicha for Parashas Matis. This Sicha is a fascinating Sicha. It's going to be talking about the Halachas of Tefillah's Kelem, and some very, very interesting Shailas will be asked, and some big Chudushim of the Rebbe. Um, in this week's Parsha, it tells us that after the Muhammad that the Bnei Yisrael had with Midyan, Al-Lazar gathers them and tells them that they have to do, they have to kasher the Kelem, this is all the gold kalim, the silver kalim, etc. You have to kasha them. And also that you have to do it filus kalim, as Rashi brings down. So the Rabban asks a very interesting question. He says, L'chaira, why are they being taught the halachas of kashering the kalim in this week's parsha after the fight with Midian? This isn't the first word that they had with Goyim. The first word that they had with Goyim was actually with Sichon Ba'ik. So really what should have happened was, after the war with Sichon Ha'ayig, it should have started discussing the lachas of, uh, of kashring the Kalim. So to answer this, he tells us, that it, it tells us in the Chumash Tavarim, that when the Bnei Yisrael are they're fighting against the, the nations of Canaan, it says over there that you're going to come into the land, you're going to find houses, bottom lane called two of houses filled with all good things. And the Gemara tells us that what are these good things that you're going to find? It says, even kardele chazirak mutter, that even the napes of chazir, basically bacon, is going to be mutter for the Bnei Yisrael when they're conquering the land. The, Ram, the Rambam explains what this means is that any time that the Jewish people are having a war, and they do not have food, the soldiers are allowed to eat whatever is available, even if it's chazer. If they are hungry, they don't have what to eat, they're allowed to eat anything that is available at that point of time. But the Ramban disagrees. He says, that's not the pshat of the Pasuk. The Pasuk is saying that they're going to come into the land and find all these good things. The mashmois of the Pasuk is that, first of all, it's good things, not something which is us or which they don't want to have. And also, uh, the implication is that it's like a blessing. They're going to find all these good things that they're allowed to have. But according to the Rambam, it's only Bidiyabit. If you have no other food, you have no other choice, then you're allowed to eat uh, these uh, items. Therefore, the Rambam gives a different answer. The Rambam wants to say that there was a special heter when the Yidim were fighting against the nations of Canaan, and Sichem Oig were part of the Malchai Amayir, which were part of the Malachim of Canaan, was part of conquering the Nachla of the Jewish people. Hashem took away any type of Isser um, while they were fighting those wars. So therefore, even Bacon was mutter for the Jewish people when they're fighting those Muhammads. That's what Ramban says. It's an amazing Ramban. But he says that Bacon, when they were fighting the wars, was completely mutter. So the difference between the Ramban and the Rambam is that according to the Rambam, it was by all wars, for all future generations. And B, it's only if they had no other choice. But according to the Ramban, it was a special hunter just during those years that they were conquering uh, Eretz Yisrael. And, and second of all, it's, you're allowed to have a because there was literally nothing wrong with it. It was eating a, a chanzer would be the same thing as having a piece of chicken. So he says, according to this, now we can understand why there is no, why the Torah doesn't tell us about Kashri and the Kalim when they fought against Sichel Because since Sichel they had no, there was no Isser by Sichel as we said, that they were allowed to eat even chazer that belonged to the sikh So it's understood, if they're allowed to eat chazer that belonged to the sikh then of course they're allowed to use the kalim that the chazer was baked in. So even if the, the chazer was, but for sure the kalim that were used 
to make these foods, of course, would also be mutter. Therefore, they were not. They need didn't need to be taught the halachas of kasher and the kalim because the kalim would have been uh, would have been mutter. So the the Acharim ask uh, a question on the Rambam, and, and the question is, what about tefilas kalim? We mentioned the gil, while gil was not mentioned earlier by Sichem Oig, and the reasoning is because uh, there was no iser, the food was a mutter to have, so therefore the kalim was mutter. But what about tefilas kalim? We know, <clears throat> the Gemara Yushalmi of Vaidazar tells us, that the purpose of tevila is to be, in order to be machnisa, you're bringing in the kli from the tumas akum to the kudusha sisra. And the marsha and others explain that this is like an idea of like a tefillah's ger. That when a ger, just like when a ger is uh, megayer, he goes to the mikvah and this is uh, moist in order to transfer from the ketumah of the goy to the ketushim Yisrael, he goes to the mikvah and that helps with that transfer. So same thing with the kalim, it has to transfer from the tumah's goy into the ketushim Yisrael. So that has nothing to do with iser. So it was like, even if the kalim were mutter, there was no iser at all when they were in the possession of sikhan ba'ayig, but nonetheless, these kalim still need to be toivled in order to be machnisa b'kdusha so Yisrael. But the Ramban doesn't mention anything about it. And uh, as we know, they're only taught the halachas of tefillah much later, which would have been by, uh, by Midian. So what's the pshat? Uh, so the Chorim give several different pshatim. The Rebbe mentions one, uh, but we'll go through a few of them. The one that the Rebbe mentions is from the Har Tzvi, And the Har Tzvi says like this. He says, we know that the mitzvahs that the Yidin uh, did while they are, uh, the, the mitzvahs that we have, weren't given all at the same time. Some mitzvahs were given right by Mahar uh, Sinai, some were given at later periods of time. So he says, you can't ask, like, why was a mitzvah giving, you know, why was one mitzvah given at this point and another mitzvah was given at a later point? Like, we know the Nachala inheritance was given 40 years later to the Bnei Slavchad, right before they inherited the land. Bnei Slavchad came to complain and, and the laws of inheritance were taught. So they're taught through at many d- different p- points of time uh, while they're in the desert. So you can't ask why Tefillah Sekelem was not taught earlier. So, so he explains what was the Shaila of the Ramban. He says the Ramban's asking specifically by Gi'ul, by, um, by Kashrim the Kalim, is because the halachas of a Kli absorbing something which is Aser was already taught earlier. Because in Parsha Sab, we're talking about the Karbanis. So we said over there that the noiser, when you have a korban, and after the time period of that korban is up, the korban becomes noiser and you're not allowed to eat it. And the Pasuk also tells us that the kalim that were used need to be kashrit. Some of them can be kashrit, if it's a klicheres, it needs to be broken. But the Torah already told us that when you have something which is an iser bulu, an iser which is inside of the kalim, that would make the kalim puzzle and you need to, uh, you need to be able to kashrit. So we already know that there's iser gil. So therefore the Ramban's asking, since we're, that was Valkachim. So the question would be, since they already had the mitzvah of Gi'ule Yakum, they already had this Iser, of uh, Iser Belua, so why was it that, uh, that Elazar uh, only told the Bnei Yisrael that they need to kasher the Kalim by, uh, by Midjoin and not by Sichem Oiv? So on that, the Ramban answers, it's because by Sichem Oiv they didn't need to kasher it. But regarding Tefilas Kalim, there was no mitzvah Tefilas Kalim until after Milchamas Midjoin. So... In other words, during the 40 years that the Yidin were in the desert, there was no mitzvah of Tefilas Kalim. So even if a Yid would have went and bought a Kli uh, from, from some caravan that was passing by, he wouldn't have had to then Tefilas because the mitzvah only began by, uh, by, by Midjah. And that's why it's not mentioned by Sikhan Ba'ay because there was no mitzvah at that point in time. So that's the answer he gives. A very, very interesting answer. And the Rebbe likes it. The only thing is the Rebbe says, this is not Marumas at all in 
the Ramban. If this is the Ramban's shita, that uh, that Tvilas Kalim was only a mitzvah that started at a later point in time, he should have uh, told us this. That the, my question is only by Giuleyatim regarding Kashrim, because Kashrim was already something which was there. Regarding Tvilas Kalim, I don't have any type of question, but we, he doesn't he doesn't mention that at all, the Ramban. So therefore, it's hard to give this explanation in the Ramban. A few other interesting pshatim are, uh, the Chassam Soifer al tells us that when, before the Yidin attacked the nations, it says, Sar that their, their protector was removed, which we explain that means like the Malach in Shemayim that uh, protects them and gives them their energy. So he says that's also the Tuma that they have. This Misar, the Sar Shalomayla, the Ayin Sar, is the Indian of, of Klipas. And since Hashem removed the Klipa from them, and that's why the Eden were easily able to destroy them. Therefore, they didn't have any more Tumas Akum. And therefore, the whole point is to remove it from the Tumas Akum to the Tushis Yisrael. But there was no Tumas Akum because the whole Koyach of that particular Tumah was completely removed. And that's the answer he wanted to give. Uh, another interesting answer, the Klichamda brings this down. Uh, he says how Tefillah's Kalim is only needed when it's transferred from a Rishus of a guy into the Rishus of Ayid. He says, what happened by the wars of Sichon Ba'ig? Sichon Ba'ig, they killed everybody. All It says that all the people gathered to fight against the Yidin. They killed everybody. Nashim Batav, everybody was slaughtered. So therefore, the Kalim automatically became Hefker. And then the Yidin acquired it. So they didn't actually acquire the Kalim from the Goyim, they acquired it from Hefker. Masha'in came by Midian. We know that they didn't kill everybody. Yes, it says in our parish that they left the children, they left the woman. Therefore, these the, the property still belonged to the people of Midian. And then, therefore, when they took the property, they were actually taking it from the survivors of Midian, and therefore it would have been from a goy So, uh, that, so therefore, by Sichav they didn't have to do tefillah because they were zeicha from Hafker. Masha'in came by Midian, they were being zeicha from the from the survivors, and therefore they needed um, they needed to have a, a tefillah. Uh, and there's different questions. The Rebbe mentions that you know there's a lot of uh, there's, there's these could, there's a lot of questions you can ask. He says that there's, these explanations are you can ask them uh, questions that that they're doichik, and even the uh, other achorim ask on these mafurshim that uh, especially the one with Hafker, which seems like a very big chiddush. That a lot of questions on the klichemdus pshat. But either way, uh, these are different answers that are given. But the point that the Rebbe brings down is that all these answers are not hinted to in the Ramban. If any of these answers what the Ramban felt, he should have told us that by the mitzvah, the question is only by Yuli Yakum, Mashenka by Tefilas Kalim, because of one of the three answers we just mentioned, but he doesn't. So it seems like the Ramban doesn't have a question on Tefilas Kalim. So the question is, why by Tefilas Kalim does he not have any issues with it? Before we go weiter, just to point out one thing which will become relevant later, what exactly Tefilas Kalim is that a din daraisa or din daraban. So according to Rav Paiskim, Tefilas Kalim is a mitzvah mid daraisa. But there are some shittas that hold that it's a divrei seifer. The Ramban himself says he's mesupik. In, in his Pirush Alachomish, says that he's mesupik if it's daraisa or just a din daraban. Uh, in, in the Gemara, uh, in his own chedushim, it seems like he holds daraisa, but the Ritva quotes him saying that it's a daraban. So it's, it's not so clear what the Ramban would have held himself, it's Durbanan or Duraisa. But either way, if it's uh, a Din Duraisa, of course we understand how this question is very strong. Why didn't they need Tvilas Kalim but when they left uh, when they uh, attacked Sikhan Uh 
uh, if it's a din that would mean that the Rabbanim were misakin this mitzvah at some later point of time. So it could be that they, even by, the truth is, even by Midrash, they didn't have to do Tvilas Kalim. And this, that, the, 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 the Gemara mentions it regarding Midrash, it uses the word, ach, but may need the to teach us that there's a din of Tvilas Kalim. That's just an asmachta. That's not what the Torah meant. It's, it's an asmachta which is the support for this concept of Tvilas Kalim, but it's not actually a mitzvah in a Torah. So if it's only Dim then clearly the, the mitzvah of Tila would have come at a much later point in history, uh, and then the, there would be no, no question, because really they didn't do it feels Kalim by Sikh or by Midya. Um, so that would, you know, the wouldn't be a question if you hold us a Dim But as mentioned earlier, the Rabban himself says it's a Suffolk. So if he holds it's a Suffolk, then he has to kind he has to explain this question, how it worked, according to the Tzad, that is the Raisa, why didn't they need to feel Kalim by Sikh and the truth is, the Rebbe mentions that even if it is a Dindurabanan and it's only in a smachta, but why is the smachta being taught specifically by Muhammad's um, Midyan and not at a, by Sichem Oik? This itself, that the smachta is there, that's obviously um, teaching us something. So why was it only, or dafke by the Muhammad Midyan that the Chachamim were the smachta? But either way, the main question really would be is if you hold that Tfilos Kingdom is a Dindurabanan. That's question one of the Sicha. Question two of the Sicha is, is that we know that by Pesach, we sell our chametz, and we also sell the kalim, which have chametz ban, which have chametz on it. So the question is, if you're selling chametz to the kalim to a guy, why don't these kalim need tefillah after Pesach? And the truth is, the Chassan Seifer and the Shiva Siyan, I was the child of the Neid of Yehuda, they both write that in their Nusach of the Shtar that they had, it didn't have, it does, doesn't say that they sold the Kalim Chalutzim. All they wrote is that the Chametz, which is on the walls of the Kli, will be sold, but they didn't sell the Kalim themselves. Because, and they explained, because if they, if you would sell the Kalim Chalutzim, then you need to title these Kalim after Pesach. So therefore, they advised not to write Kalim Chumutzim. But we know the Alter Rebbe's Shtar, Mechiras, clearly says that you're supposed to sell the Kalim Chumutzim, Sheyesh Lahem Chumetz Ve'en, that they do have Chumetz on it. So Ebezai, why is it that we don't toil the Kalim, which had Chumetz on it, after Pesach? And the Rebbe also brings down Maiser Rav, that they never toiled any Kalim after Pesach. But the question would be, if we're selling these Kalim, L'Chaira, um, they should have to be toiled. Before we go into the answers for this particular question, I'm going to just give an important introduction regarding the Chiras Chametz. The Achorinim debate, if when a person sells the Chametz to Gai on Erev Pesach, is this considered a real sale, like a Mechira Gemurah, or is it Harama, which means it's a type of trick? Why would it be considered a trick? The reasoning is <clears throat> because it doesn't look like a real transaction. It looks like a fake transaction. When you go to the guy to sell it, and he's giving it a minimal amount of money, and all the th- he knows, you know, that all the chametz is going back to right after Pesach, that you're selling it to him, and he knows that you don't really want him to have it. It's a sale with, with while you're planning on him to sell it back to you after Pesach. So many of the Chorinim want to say that it's not a real sale because it doesn't have the... Um, the most important part of a, of a real sale, that there's a gemir's das to actually 
give the Kenyan to this person. So the Yid doesn't have a real Kenyan. The Goy is not really being kind of the Chametz because he doesn't either think this is such a real thing. Therefore, they hold the whole idea of Mechir's Chametz. It's what's called a, 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 a Rama, which is a trick. So, what, so why do we do it? So to say the reasoning is because Minha Taira, all a person needs to do is Mabata the Chametz. The reason why he needs to destroy it, the Gemara tells us is because maybe he'll find that Gluska Yafa on on uh, during the days of Pesach, and he's going to want to eat it, and he's going to be koina this piece of chametz. Therefore, on, on, before Pesach, we have to be, you have to do a bedik and you have to destroy all the chametz you have. So he says, since the obligation to, to get rid of the chametz at this point is only midirbani because he already did bittel. Therefore, the chachamim said this type of aroma, this type of sale is good enough. In, in, in the Lashon of the Achreinim, they're the ones saying that you got to get rid of this uh, chametz, which is mutter minatayr, because you're mabatlet. So they also said, you know what, if you do this type of sale, even if it might not be 100% legitimate, but uh, it does have some legitimacy, and therefore it would uh, be able to get rid of the issue of uh, chametz betasach. The Alter Rebbe, does not hold of this idea of arama. He says, if it's an arama, you're going to be over on Balira and Balyimatse. Because the whole way how Bithel works is that the person considers the chametz as if it's nothing, if, 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 it's, if it's dirt. Therefore, if a person is Mavatl chametz and he's planning on being Zoychan this chametz after Pesach, the, the, um, the Bithel actually won't even work. So Oybezoy, he says, if you're selling the chametz that you're also Mavatl, so that would mean that you weren't really mevatlet because you're planning on being zoichan this chametz after Pesach. So then we go back to the original issue. The bittel doesn't work at all. So therefore, it'd be yours midaraisa. And then you're doing selling something which is midaraisa chametz. And if it's not a real mechir, it's just a trick, you would be oivar ba yorabayimatsi. Therefore, the Alter Rebbe says this is considered a, 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 a true mechira. And therefore, in the shtar, the Alter Rebbe has different uh, tachonis that he does to make it very clear that this is a shtar mechira. We're not going to go through all the uh, aspects of how he makes it. It's a, 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 it's a proper Kenyan. Suffice it to say, in the Shtar itself, there's many parts, including the Arab and other things, that uh, make it clear that the Kenyan is a binding Kenyan. And theoretically, if the guy would actually decide after Pesach he wants to keep the Chametz, legally he would be able to keep it. So even though maybe both of you um, have in mind that you know, it's, you're going to sell it back, but halakhically and legally he would be able to keep this Chametz. And and we're not going to go into all the details. That's a sure b'fniyatsmai. Okay. So with that introduction, this they the 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 the, the that hold that it's that it's a trick that's a, a rama, they have a very easy answer why you don't need to table the kalim after Pesach. They're saying is you sell the kalim, but the kalim aren't really sold minatayra. So therefore, it's just a to get rid of this issue midurabanan. Therefore, the rabbanan did not make you do another tefillah on these kalim. But according to the Alter Rebbe, that holds it's a true mechira. Then of course the, the the sale to the guy was a true sale, and you would have the chayra do tefilas kelim. But we don't find that the altar says anywhere that you need to do tefilas kelim. So there's a few different answers given for the altar, but one of them is in the shahar kailo. Uh The shahar kailo writes that in the shtar mechira we know that besides for selling, um, you know, the altar specifies different things. That a person sells, like you sell the chametz. He mentions also selling the spirits, the ein seraf, and he also mentions that you're selling the kelim hachamutz and the hab chametz the en. Uh, the reason why the Alter Rebbe doesn't just say I'm selling all the chametz inside my rishus, because to give it more of a visual of a real sale, you are mefarit the different things that are in there. Uh, some even actually give the actual value of how much the chametz is. 
Because the more details you're able to give, the more real the sale is. Because the person who's buying the chametz knows exactly how much it costs. Uh, anyway, so therefore, the, the more details, the better. Uh, but we're not going to go into all the details now. But one of the things that we said that he mentions is the chaylim chametz that have chametz ve'en. So the shahar kaila wants to say that these kalim are not kli su'uda. Because the halach is that the kli su'uda you're supposed to clean very well before Pesach and you put them away. Because you only need to sell chametz, kalim which have chametz on top of them. Chametz uh, is belua. You don't need to sell because you're not over and by your all by your matzah for any chametz which is belua. So you just clean it, you put it away, you're good. So what are we talking about these kalim? They're not kli su'uda which are clean. We're talking about other types of kalim uh, that a person doesn't use so frequently, like kalim that he uses for supplies and different things like that. So these kalim, it's very possible that they weren't cleaned properly, and those are the kalim that were sold. And we know that only kli su'uda need tefillah, not these kalim that are more used for supplies. Therefore, after Pesach, uh, when you get that kigli back, it does not need tefillah. Uh, there was not satisfied with that. He says, because the halacha is that you're also sp- supposed to clean these kalim too. You're supposed to clean all your kalim, side the kli su'uda, and side these other Kalim that had chametz, uh, you know, which were used for chametz during the year. So Elamai, the chashash is that the reason why you're rating the kalim of chametzim because we're somewhat chayshish. Maybe there was a dirty kli. So if we were for a dirty kli, why does it have to? Maybe it's a kli suda which also is dirty, which had chametz inside of it, and then we would need tefillah. But we don't see that the Alter Rebbe says anywhere that if such a thing happened that you had a, a kalim with chametz on it, uh, you would have to tell you that after Pesach. So the Rebbe is not satisfied with that answer. Uh, another explanation is given from the Stei Chamed. And to understand this uh, answer, and, and the reason why I, I, I'm going to explain it is because the halachic ideas behind it are very, very important to understand the, uh, the concepts of Tefillah's Kalim. So the halacha is, um, in, in, it tells us in your day, Sim Shinchaf, there's a machlekis to Mechavah the Ramah. What happens if you give a piece of silver to a goy, a piece of metal, and you tell the guy to make a kli out of this a chunk of uh, silver. Do, do you need a toivel this kli afterwards? Why would you need a toivel it? Because there's a machlekes in the Gemara. When a um, craftsman works on the kli, uh, works on a piece of silver or any metal, and he makes a kli out of it, does he have a kinyan inside of this uh, material itself? Because since he's adding, he's adding value to the material, the material, the, the value that he adds, he owns it until you pay him. And then, of course, you get the cleave plus whatever uh, he, he added to it back. But during the time that he's actually making until you pay him, there's machoikis. Is that considered the ownership of the, of, the, of, the, of the professional, the craftsman? Or is it still considered the ownership of the original uh, owner? So this is machoikis, the machaber, the Ramah. So the, the machaber writes that you do not need to table these kalim. And the reason why... He says, because regardless if the Uman is kind in the Shavach Kli, there's another issue. The issue is that in order to have to be Toivo Kalim, it needs to be called by the ownership of the guy. Because we learned Filas Kalim from Muhammad's Midian, and the rule is whatever happened in Muhammad's Midian, that's what's Chayv in, in Tefillah's Kalim. Whatever didn't happen by Muhammad's Midian is not Chayv in Tefillah's Kalim. Therefore, since they didn't capture wooden Kalim, Wooden kalim don't need to be less kalim. Since they um, uh, didn't capture chaves, um, um plastic kalim, therefore plastic kalim wouldn't need uh, tefillah, at least according to most opinion. So he says, what happened by 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 Mechamis Midian? Mechamis Midian, they didn't, there was no craftsmen that were making kalim for the Bnei Yisrael. 
These were kalim that were owned by the people of Midian. They were using it, they owned it, and then we took it away from them. But there was no scenario where they owned a piece of silver and then they made it for you. That wasn't there. So in order to belong, in order to be high, and to be with Kalim, it needs to be that it was a, the ownership of the Goy. The, 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 the Goyim were known as the owners of this particular item. So in this situation, when you give the piece of silver to the Goy to make a Kli, even if you say that he has some Kenyan inside of it and he owns part of it, but no one considers this the ownership of the Goy. Everyone calls it, oh, this is the Kli of the Yisrael. So even if there is a Kenyan, it doesn't matter. Because it has to be exactly the same thing by Midian. By Midian, it was everybody, those Kalim that were owed by Midian were completely owned by Midian. Everyone called it, the, the, the point is everyone called it by the ownership of the people of Midian, whoever had it. Masha Enkin here, people do not recognize this as the ownership of a guy. Therefore, it would not be Mukhoi ibn Tefillah. While the Ramah Paskins, that you will be Chayi ibn Tefillah and, and you should table the Kli without a bracha because of the Safi. Because he doesn't... Uh, because uh, he holds Kenyan is enough, and it doesn't matter that you don't have this Indian of the, the shame guy on it. So anyways, the Steichem wants to answer based on this, that since when the Yid is selling these Kalim to the guy, everybody knows that when you're selling it, the guy is going to sell it back to you after Pesach. You, that's what you have in mind. That's also what the guy has in mind. So therefore, it never is called by the ownership of the guy. It doesn't have the shame by him of the guy on it, because when it's being sold to him, you it's with the knowledge that he will sell it back to, therefore it doesn't get this name of the ownership of a guy. So even if the guy technically does own it, it's true, maybe he does own it, but no one considers it the ownership of a guy. It does, sorry, no one considers it that the name of the guy, it's known as the guy's cave. Uh, that's how the Steichamid answers, but the Yad Yitzchak has, some, uh, has a very big problem with it. And his problem with it is, he says that, in this situation, it's very different than the case of the Uman. In the case of the Uman, first of all, he says, in the case of the Uman, it's Machoikis, the Ramah, and the Machaber. So your answer is only going to work according to the Machaber, but according to the Ramah, you would need Tefillah, and the Ramah passes, even by the case of the Uman, that you're supposed to do Tefillah without a Bracha. So according to that answer that the Steichem is given, you should still need Tefillah without a Bracha. But he says, more than that, this case is much worse, because by the case of the Uman, the material still belongs to the Yid. So he's the real owner of it. It's just a question, does, you know, is there a Kenyan because of the Shavach that he puts inside of it? But regarding the Mechir Schametz, the Alter Rebbe holds it's a Mechir Gemur. That's the whole point of it, that it's a real Mechumur. And therefore, of course, it belongs to the guy, and it's called by the name of the guy, as the Halacha is clearly stated in Shulchan Aruch, when a Yid sells something to a guy, and the guy never picks it up even, and then the Yid goes and buys it back, you know, let's say a half hour later, he calls back, you know what, I'm buying it back, I'm transferring you money, whatever. It still is high tefillah because it was sold. I, and no one even knew that it was sold by a guy, uh, you sold it to a guy. The reasoning is because once it's sold, it's automatically the ownership and the name of the ownership is given to the guy because he owns the clique completely. So same thing should be in, in this scenario. Therefore, the answer of the Steichamid doesn't work over here either. So the question still is, according to the Alter that you're selling these particular kalim, the, the, uh, the kalim which have chametz pe'en, why is it that it does not need to be after Pesach? It was completely sold to the guy, and the guy has complete ownership on it. And then here's a third question. The third question is by Matan Taira. We know that uh, one of the minhagim we have on Shavuos is that we have milchike foods, not fleshiks. One of the explanations given by the Sefer Girl of Yisrael is because by Matan Taira, the Yidim were given the mitzvah shechita. So, uh, and it was given on a Shabbos. Tayyar was given on a Shabbos. So all the meat that they had from before Shabbos, plus all the kalim, the fleshy kalim, all the, the kalim that were uh, being used for this meat, 
would all have been trafe because it wasn't shechted properly. On Shabbos itself, they were not able to uh, kosher these kalim, and also they weren't able to shecht any new meat. So they couldn't have any meat. But milk, they were able to have, right? and milk products and milk foods. The reasoning being is because, and this is the Chiddush of the Rebbe, is because already from the time that they left Mitzrayim, they started keeping kashras. As we know that the Avram Avinu, uh, Yitzchak, Yaakov, etc., they all kept kola tayrakula even before it was given. And even when the Yidu were in Mitzrayim, there always were people that kept the entire tayra. So it's Mestabra, the Rebbe says, that once they left Mitzrayim and they knew that they're leaving Mitzrayim to serve Hashem al har they already started learning about the religion. Uh, I'll add another point that we know that part of Sphere Soimah, the Sefer Chinuch says, was to prepare the Mount Entire Sefer. It makes sense that whatever knowledge they had, they started learning already. So it makes sense to say that they, the Kalim were kosher. So the Milchuk Kalim were kosher. They wouldn't have mixed meat and milk. They would have kept the meat separate and the milk separate. So the Kalim would have been kosher. And therefore, they're able to cook uh, milchik of foods from uh, before Shavuos, and they would have would have had kosher food to eat on Shavuos itself. Masha'en came by Zvicha, even if they had kvayshu kekelim, but the it, it, but a goy who shechs the shech the shechitas fossil, it's still tray. So if a you would have shechted the korban before, so would have the animal before Shavuos, the animal still would have been trafed, and the kelim that was cooked it would have been trafed. So they had no option; they had to wait until after Shavuos to kosher it. And to do the zvichas again, because everything would have been trade, but the milk and everything they did with the milk kekelim would have been fine. So therefore, they were allowed to have milk kekelim. That's why we have a minute nowadays to have milk a milk meal. But the shaila is, what about tefilas kelim? Tefilas kelim is in order that when it goes from the rishus of Agai to the kedushas yisrael, it needs to have a tefila. So even if you want to say that the kelim were tahar, didn't have any iser inside of it, but nonetheless, there's a problem that from when it, that when the yidin. Uh, went to Matan Torah and they became full-fledged Yidin, they would have had to have done a tefillah afterwards before they're able to use these kalim, their forks, their knives, their plates. So how could they have used the, the, the milchah kalim to eat with on Shavuos? Those are the three questions of the Sikha. So to answer this, we're going to introduce, we're going to bring back the Risham that we brought earlier. We brought the Rishalmi, uh, in the Vavay Dezar, that tells us that the reason why we have to do Tefilas Kalim is because when a Kli leaves the, 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 the Tumas Ha'akim to the Kedusha Sisral, uh, it needs to have a Tefila. And we explain this is similar to the Indian of a Tefilas Ger, it's the idea to be Mois of Kedusha. So this is always, of course, we know the traditional explanation of why we need Tefilas Kalim. But the truth is, there's a second explanation why we need Tefilas Kalim. And the Rebbe's Mechadish, the second way, um, or at least he, he shows how you can see the second way within Rashi and other Rishayim. Rashi tells us in this week's parsha, uh, it tells us when it says in the Pasuk, Ach, the main need Yishata, that these Kalim, after they were kashered, it says they're supposed to uh, use, you're, you're supposed to cleanse it with the main nida. So Rashi gives two interpretations. What does that mean that after you kasher them, you have to use the main nida to finish the process? So he says either this means the afer, the, the waters of the paraduma, because the kalim would have been tame, so they needed to sprinkle it tatarically. And then he says, Rabbi Seinu Darshu, that the purpose was actually tefillah's kalim. And he uses the lashon that the purpose of tefillah's kalim is lahachshir mina iser. And he's very medaik. When he talks about the union of the afer para, he uses the lashon is letahara minhatuma, to purify it from the tuma. While Mashenkin, when he uses this expression by Tfilas Kalim, he uses the expression Lachshir Mina Iser. And there's an important difference. Uh, 
when it says letaharam, when you're using the expression of tahar and tuma, tahar is being used when there's something tame, then you need to cleanse it. There's means there's a schmutz or spiritual schmutz on this thing, and therefore you need to be cleansed of this spiritual impurity. Similarly, also by Liban Hagala. Hagala means that there's something inside of the Kli, some type of Isra inside of the Kli, and you need to be Magal, you need to expel the Isra which is there. But when he comes to the Indian of Tvila, he doesn't say the Lashon of Latar, he uses the Lashon of Lahachshir. Lahachshir means to make fit, to make fit the Kalim. Lahachshir means Isra, to make the Kalim fit from the Isra that they had. Which, in other words, what that means is that even once the Kalim have no more Isra, in it. You got, you did your libo and you cleansed it out. Or even more than that, let's say it's a brand new kli that you bought from a guy and never had any isr inside of it at all. It still needs to be uh, put into the mikvah. And the reason is because you need to be lahachshiram in isr. You need to make it fit from the isr. Which the, the Rashi would explain to mean from the potential of having isr. Since when it was in Rishus of the guy, it had the potential of being used for tuma, uh, used for iser. Either papoyla was used and you had the tar, or it's a brand new. But the goy had the capability of using it for iser, but papoyla he sold it to you. Therefore, since it had that capabilities, you have to make it fit, lachshuram, you have to make it fit and, and ready to be used in a state where it cannot be at all used for tuma. So at, when it was by the goy, it had that potential, it had the capabilities to be used for tuma. So you put it into the mikvah to make that break to, to, and to prepare it. To give it that kedusha of now it's not going to be used for tam first for iser now it's kaddish and it's only going to be used for macholis tahiris and maybe just to put the rebbe's idea into lamda shaverter is that according to the first interpretation of, of the rishalmi it has to do with the gavra that the keli was in a in the rishus of a person uh, the rishus of a guy who is the rishus of tuma and then he goes into the rishus of yisrael which is Rosh of Tahara, therefore it needs to have the, the tefillah uh, in order to have that transition from Rosh of somebody, of a gavra who's tamit to a gavra who's tahara. According to this interpretation, the purpose of the mikvah is the kli itself. That since the kli itself had the potential for iser, and now it's going to a state where it only has a potential for kedusha, for tahara, uh, and for kosher foods, therefore it goes into the mikvah. And... Um, and we can see this idea also in other Rishonim. We're going to go through some other Rishonim that the Rebbe quotes over here in R42. One, we see this also in the Ritva. The Ritva tells us, uh, he, he, he asks or, or he says, he explains, I should say, that why is it that a new Kli, a Kli Suda, brand new Kli, needs to also have go in the Mikvah? So traditionally, you know, traditionally we'd say the reasoning why is because since it was Rishus of somebody's tabi, now it's going to Rishus of someone, tar, it needs to have a mikvah. But that's not what the other uh, explains. He says the reasoning why it needs to go into the mikvah is because it was soifen lishtamesh v'isr. Since this kli had the capability, it was, was planned on being used for isr. So therefore it needs, has an obligation for you to be able to be toivalent. Uh, he also explains. Let me read the, the Lashon itself of the uh, the Meiri. The Meiri writes like this. Um, 
He says the purpose of tefillel al that since it's leaving the tuma of gil, gil is the the, the, the impure the, the tray for food which is inside of it to the kedushas machalis, therefore it needs it. So he doesn't say it's leaving from tumas goy the kedushas yisrael. It says from tumas of the gil the kedushas machalis. That's the reason why you need tefillah. And therefore he actually says a very interesting idea. He says what happens if a person will first toivel the kli and only afterwards he would kasher it. Would that work? So it really depends on what's the purpose of tefillah. If the purpose of tefillah is because it's leaving the rishus of a guy who's tamik to rishus of the yid that it's who's kaddish, then it really doesn't matter what the order would be. You could do the mikvah, so now it's into the gushis yisrael, and then you could kasher it to get rid of all the issa which is inside of it. It's that's totally fine. And the truth is, Taisus Paskin, that uh, Taisus tells us in Masechus of Ezzar that uh, it's not ma'akev, and the mechaber. Uh, according to one of the opinions that's brought in the Mechaber, he says, it's also not Ma'akib, what comes first, if you're kashering or you taivu. But the Me'iri and also the Rajma the Tarsabayah say that it has to be dafki in the order of first kashering it, and then you have to taivu it. The reasoning is, he says, because if you first taivu it, you didn't get rid of the Isser. And therefore, it's like you're toiveling it while the, it's like going to the mikvah when you have a sheritz in your hand. Meaning is, you can't become pure when the sheritz is still there. So it's clear, according to this explanation, is that he's saying is that you first need to kasher it, and then only then you could do the tefillah. It's because the tefillah is the end part of that process. First, you have to get rid of the iser which is there, and then you can put it into the mikvah, which is to be it in order to be used exclusively for the inyan of kashrus. But if inside of the kli it's still connected to tumah, then what's the point? You have this trafically, you put it into the mikvah, and now what? Even after you took it out of the mikvah, it's not muksher only for kedushas machalis. It's still it's still able. It still has within it the iser itself. So it's not muksher for machalis tahiris. It's still being. It's still literally has within it iser. So it's like you're tightening with the sheretz other, There's no point. So clearly, according to the iri and, and, and the rajva that bring this idea that it has to be dafka kasidron because if not, there's no purpose in the tefillah. They're explaining the purpose of tefillah is not just because of a transfer of one versus to the other, but rather it has to do with the issa which is inside the kli itself. So that's also a very not, a interesting in nafkamina al-alacha between these two approaches. Toysus would say that seder would not matter, but the ritva, rajba, and according to the way that we're learning rashi, he would say the seder actually would make a very big difference. And according to this, we can now understand the second way of learning the Yushalmi. That when the Yushalmi says that it's going from Tumas Akim to Kedushas Yisrael, what he's referring to is Kedushas, as Tumas Maichol Goyim to Kedushas Machol Yisrael. That before this Kli was in a situation where it had the Tumas of the Giul, uh, of, of the non-kosher food of the guy, and now it's being transferred to a situation where it only has connection to Machol Yisrael, only to holy and kosher food. So based on this, just to add one last point before we go right there, there's a very interesting Raghach over that the Rebbe brings down. He says, according to this beer that we explained, that the purpose of mikvah is to, um, to, to, to completely, in a sense, separate it and, and prepare it for a life of pure kashras, we can understand the interesting Raghach over. The Raghach tells us that uh, we know that the Allah is that the only, um, the, the Gemara, the, the the Gemara Babli tells us that the only type of kalim that need to be toivled of kli suuda. Right? We mentioned this earlier. Kalim which are used for storage, whatever, doesn't need to be toivled. Only kalim that you actually use either for cooking the meal or for actually eating the meal need to be uh, toivled.
just like it was by Midran, that the Kalim that needed to be titled and Kashrig were only uh, Kalim which would have had Isser inside it. Fine. So the Shaila is, uh, so the Ragged Trevor tells us based on this point that it has to be Dr. Kwisuda. He says, therefore, he says, if you have a factory and the factory is the Goy, is making the Kli only to sell, he's not using it to actually use, you actually wouldn't need to title it. Because the only type of Kli that needs to be titled is a Kli Suda. But the Goy doesn't buy for a Kli Suda, he's buying it in order to be a Kli Sfeira, a, a Kli that's being used only for business. And what, what, what's the more, the deeper explanation of the Raghachavar we could stand now? The idea is that the Raghachavar also agrees with the idea that the reason, the purpose of the tefillah is not just for the transfer from the Rishus of the guy to the Rishus of the Yid. Because if it's the purpose is just for the transfer, then who cares why the guy bought it? If you bought it from, for Klis Chayra, if you bought it for Klis Uda, who cares why he bought it? The pilot's in his Rishus. Now it's being transferred to your Rishus. Um, and therefore it needs to have that tefillah in order to have that transfer of Kedusha. But according to what we're explaining now, that the purpose of the tefillah is only to get rid of this potential for Isser, it works out very well. Since the guy only bought it for Kli Sechira, so therefore never had the potential for Isser. He never bought it for the purpose of Kli Suda. As we brought from the Ritva earlier, that the only, he says, why, the Ritva is explaining why do Kli Suda need to be titled, but not other type of Kalim that you buy from a guy. So he says the reason why Kli Suda need to be titled, even if it's brand new, it's because so either it was used by Isser or siphon leishtamish by Isser. Eventually, you're going to be using it uh, for Isser. Uh, and therefore, you need a tefillah. So, so according to this, the Raghachavah is saying that if the guy is make, has a factory and if the kalim aren't being made, these thousands of kalim are not being made for him to be able to personally use, he's using it to sell them. So therefore, it's never siphon leishtamish by Isser because he's not using it to keep, he's using it to sell. So therefore, when the Yid buys it, it was in a situation where it was never in a situation of and therefore it would not need a tefillah. A very interesting idea, uh, but just to point out um, uh, you know, two things. First of all, this I always wondered why uh, many people have the meaning never to, to, to never to make a bracha on, on kalim, when you're, even if they're metal kalim, when you put it into the mikvah. So this could be a possible reason. Since the, the kalim we're buying is from these uh, manufacturers where it's a klishchayr, and we want to be chayshish for the das of the ragachavar. Uh, therefore, it would, and, and and according to all these other rishonim, that has to be soifin lishtamish And therefore, since it's never being soifin lishtamish beiser, therefore it makes sense why we don't table it with a bracha. Uh, the reason why we still table it because, of course, most of chayim argue with the ragachavar, and they hold that you look at the klish uda not by the guy, but rather the yid who's buying it. So the guy who might be making it to sell. But you don't look at what the intention of the guy was when he made the clean. You have to look at the intention of the one who bought it, which is the yid. So the yid bought it in order to be used for a klisuda, that means it was always a klisuda. That means it was also a klisuda, the out of the guy, and therefore it would still be chayat and tefillah according to those other achrayim. But according to what we're saying, even if you would say technically it, um, it would be considered a, no, it's hard. I would going to say that maybe if you say even if it was considered uh, a klisuda, but since his plans are safe and lishtamit, never to actually use them, therefore it would not ha- ever have to need tefillah according to the Raghachar. So now let's go back to our original three questions that we had. The first question we had is why doesn't the Ramban mention that tefillah skalim, that, about why didn't they, why doesn't the Torah mention tefillah skalim by the first war that you didn't have, which was by Sicha Ma'ik? And we gave different answers, but according to what we're explaining now, it makes a lot of sense. 
the Ramban was explaining, brought down Rashi at the beginning of the spirit, and he was explaining Rashi. And, and then he continues with this question about the Gil, that why didn't they need to do Gil? Why don't we mention the halachas of Gil, of capturing ka- ka- the Kalim of the Goyim by Sichem Oy? And the answer that he gave was, it's because it wasn't Asr then. It was completely Mutter. So that same answer works also for Tfilah. According to what we're explaining, the Fishitas Rashi and the Ramban's quoting Rashi, is Gil and Tfilah is one idea. It's, it's, it's two parts of the same uh, process. The process is to get rid of the Isser, that's Gil, and then to make it Muksher only for Kedushas Sisra, for Kedushas Machalis. So the Tfilah only kicks in if there was, if it has a connection to Isser. But since by Midyan, Oh, sorry, by, by Sichem, like, there was no Isser because Hashem said that there was no Chazer and all the Kalim are, are, are Kasher. So if the Kalim have no Isser inside of it, have no Shaykhus at all, because Hashem saying whatever's within Sichem or any of the I'm telling you that everything there is Mutter, that means none of the food ever had a Shaykhus to anything which is Isser because all that stuff is considered Mutter. So just like you don't need to be, uh, do Gil on it because it's considered Mutter which is inside of it. Also, uh, and not only is considered mutter, it had no sh- capability to become master because Hashem is saying everything that these guys own will will, will be tarred during the uh, period of, of of the conquering. Therefore, just like it didn't need gil, it didn't need tefillah. So the Ramban's question really encamp- uh, automatically uh, encapsulated encapsulated both parts of the tefillah and the gil regarding mechiras comments. So the shaila was mechiras comments. Why does the Alter Rebbe not need tefillah if we're selling these kalim? So the explanation is. Because based on what we're saying, the purpose of tefillah, you only sorry, you only need tefillah if it's a kli which is soifan hishtamish be'iser. Even if it's a nuclei, it has to be something which has the potential that it will eventually uh, could be used for iser. But something which will never be used be'iser doesn't need to have tefillah. As we explained from the rugged shavar, that if it's a kli schayra that's never going to be used for iser, doesn't even need a tefillah. So these kalim that you're selling to the goy for Pesach, you're selling them that right after Pesach, he's going to sell it back to you. So when the goy bought it, he never bought it with the intention of actually using them. He's buying it with the intention of selling it back to you. That's point one. Point two is, it's also not shkiach at all that the goy will actually use it. The goy is not planning on using it. It's ne- the goy never uses it. Uh, you know, uh, millions of years and every year sell chametz, and we never. And, and it's extremely rare that we even hear of a story that some guy took the, uh, you know, kept decide to keep the chametz. Very, very, very rare. It's enish chiyach klal, and as there brings that azlina basaruba, etc., etc. Even Ramir is not chayish from yutim miyutai. So one in a billion is not considered enough odds to make considered a charis. So therefore, bepoyo. When you're selling these kalim to the guy, A, the guy is buying it with the intention of selling it back, never to use it himself. And B, it's actually not even shriach klal that he's ever going to use it. So Oibazoi, it's, it's not soifel nehishtamesh be'iser. So the only time we say that you need to toivel the kli is if it, in a scenario where a guy owns it and it's soifel nehishtamesh be'iser, or at least has the capability, uh, potential of soifel nehishtamesh be'iser. Just like a new kli that you bought from a guy, you got to toivel it. Why? Because the guy. Uh, you know, Kli Sud is eventually supposed to be used, and since it's in the, if you want to buy it from a guy, then it's Stoifel Nishtamesh Be'iser. It's the same thing, you know, so you need to title it. But over here, it's never going to be Stoifel Nishtamesh Be'iser, uh, therefore you wouldn't need to title it. Um, and he says even more than that, he says, as we mentioned earlier, that there are certain Achrayim that hold that the whole idea of Mephir Tzchamitz is, is, is a Harama. So he says, according to them, for sure, um, 
you know, so for sure, according to them, you know, it would not need tefillah, as we mentioned already at the beginning of this year, so for sure they would not need it. But what happens, the other points out, what happens if, the, if a guy taka does keep, uh, you know, takes a kli and, and, and keeps it? Like he goes into your house and takes a kli and says, you know what, I'm keeping it. And then he decides after Pesach, you know, he gives it back. He says, the truth is, you taka would need uh, to, to, to table. Maybe you would need to table in such a scenario. If the guy comes in and takes your kli and uses the iser, so you'd have to, ta'ad, you have to get rid of the iser. And the payal, since it was not only saifun ashtanash b'iser, it was payal, you used the iser. In Al-Kinami, in such a scenario where Itaka did use your kli, you would actually have to be toivalet. But the Rebbe does point out in R49 that the Yeshleimar, that even in such a situation where the guy comes into your house and takes the kli and uses it, even then you would not need to toivalet. Uh, because since the whole like, concept of kli's kalim is a chidish, not every kli you have needs to have tefillah. We don't, you know, we don't put wooden kalim, we don't do tefillah of wooden kalim even if a guy owned it. We don't do kli cheres even if a guy, a guy, owned, it, a guy owned it. So therefore, the only times we have to do uh, tefillah is when it's clear in the pasik, or clear in the halacha that you need to do it. So in a situation where it's not shchiach at all, it's very shayach that in such a situation, the Torah never was uh, you to be taifal such a kli. The Torah is only mechaev to taifal kalim, which are metal, which are kli suda, and something which is usually used be'isr ba'igai, but something which is loishchiach klal to be used by guy, it could be that the Torah actually never even answered that. That's what the Rebbe brings the Ara, but within the Pneum, he says, you know what, not such a big deal. In that one scenario, Taka, if the Goy Taka used it, uh, then you would have to toivel uh, it and, uh, and uh, kasher it. So the reason why the Alter Rebbe doesn't mention everything about toiveling is because, as we said, it's not shchiach at all, this type of scenario. So just selling it to a Goy would not be of you to actually have to toivel it. And this loy shchiach type of case uh, the Altabah doesn't discuss and, and never was a Maiserav about it because it was just saying it's like Shriach Klaus, something that, that rarely happens, and especially according to 49, that even if it did happen, Ula Yesh Leimer, that even then it would not be Achayev. And there also points out R48 that according to the Noidi Behuda and the Chassam Seifer, we said that they they hold that when if you sell your Chametz, you would need Tfilah. So he says maybe, you know, to fit them into the, this type of logic, he says you can say that according to the Chassam Seifer and the uh, and the Shiva Siyan, um, it could be that even this potential that theoretically the goy halakhically could come into your house and you're not allowed to stop him because we said it's mechir gmur. So they hold that since alpi teira, it's considered a mechir gmur, and alpi teira, you're not allowed to stop him. That's considered already like like a potential of bliyas iser, even though it's not shliach at all. That would be enough to be able to be of you to have to do tefillah. So that would be uh, the Mechlekes between the Alter Rebbe and these other Achorinim. So the Alter Rebbe says is that the Tefilah's Kalim has to be in a situation where it has to be, has some, uh, it has to be somewhat common for it to happen. Soifim L'shtamesh Be'isr can't just be, you know, one in a trillion or, or like theoretically such a thing could happen. It has to be something which is common. That when the Torah is Mechayev you to Teibel Kalim, the Torah was only Mechayev you to the Teibel Kalim in, in, in how it was by Midian, in, in, the, in the common situation, how it's supposed to be. In, in a very not shriftika case, a very not common case, it makes a lot of sense to say that Tatara would not have been uh view in, in such a fall. And the third question we have were about regarding milchika foods on Shuas. So we asked I these Kalim need to be uh tayvil. So the answer is as we already said that the Yidin even before Matan Tayra 
were careful with the Allah's Abbas of Rechalab. As we said earlier, that as soon as they left Mitzrayim and they knew that they're going to be serving Hashem Baharazah, they already were started being careful with the Allah's Abbas of Rechalab. Therefore, their Kli Chalab didn't have the pale any type of Duya Sisser. And even more than that, it wasn't even the Hefsharis of Duya Sisser, because since the Yidin accepted upon themselves to follow the Halachas of Kashris, therefore it didn't have the possibility of, of Isser, which is interesting. We're seeing again this idea, ah, it still theoretically has a, a potential of Isser. You know, a Yid could, uh, you know, put something trafe inside of it. Even if it's a firm Yid, theoretically, uh, you could by accident cook something, or even on purpose, you can cook something which has Duya Sisser. But as we said before, when the Torah is mechaiv you to do the tefillah kalim, to, to, to make it mukhshir and to remove it from the state of capability of, of, become, of, of, of being balea, Ma'cholis Yisurus to a state where it only has Ma'cholis Kedushas. The Torah is all the way to Damer. The Torah talks about how the majority of the cases is, and therefore, in a very uncommon situations or accidents that happen, the Torah was never Machayev you to do Tfilas Kalim. So that is a, a beautiful sicha. Um, and just to point out, I, I thought it would be interesting. There's a sefer called Sefer Tfilas Kalim, and this sefer actually brings some questions, uh, brings this, uh, brings down this halacha about selling kalim, and his advice is that you shouldn't sell the kalim, uh, uh, the klicham that's on Pesach. And then in his Aras, he goes through all the different achrayim and the different advice that different people do, and at the end, he brings the Rebbe's beer, and he asks two questions on the Rebbe's beer. But according to what we explained, I think we could uh, give a, uh, very easy answers for them. So first of all, he asks that we know that if you sell a kalim to a guy, and it's in your house, and the guy actually never even came to pick it up. And then you went and you bought it back from the guy. You still need a toivalet. So his child is why. It never had the Fcharius for Dulia sisters always in your house. So the answer is, according to what we were explaining, when the when we said that 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 have to have the Fcharius Isser, it means in most situations it would have to have the Fcharius of Isser. Since in most situations when a guy buys a key from Yid, most scenarios he actually keeps the key. Therefore, it would be like any other situation where Soif and Yes, but Poyal this time he didn't use the but it's like any other Klee that a Goy might have that sells the Yid. Oh, there's no Isser in it, it's a Klee Yes, but most of the times there would be Soif and therefore it always had that potential. So similarly, when the Goy buys it, since he's planning on using it, therefore it's, he plans on using it A and B. It's Soif in most cases, Lishtamish Beisser, you would of course need to do a Tfila. The second question he had is, uh, well, we mentioned this case earlier that says, we had a machalik, that said a uman goy uh, needs to do uh, a tefillah, that if you have a goy that's working, uh, you give him a piece of silver and he makes a kli out of it, we said according to Ramah that needs to be, uh, needs to have a tefillah. So the shaila is, he's asking, why? We know the uman is not, it's also for the uman to actually use the kli. When he's making it, he doesn't have any permission to use it. So therefore, since the craftsman has no permission to use your kli, Therefore, it was never soif and l'shtamish b'isser. It belongs to the yid. He's not allowed to use it. So therefore, it's not soif and l'shtamish b'isser. But again, the answer is, you can answer very simply, he's not allowed to use it, but he might use it. And therefore, I think there's also other halachas, but we have many types of halachas in these types of situations where, you know, basa shinas alam and ayim are other types of scenarios where he's obviously not allowed to use your basa. But we're, but we're scared he might do it. So similarly over here, even if he's technically not allowed to use it, but of course, we are chayshish that if it's in his rishus and he has some type of kinyan, of course, it also needs to be that type of, he has a kinyan in it. If we hold the shavach kli uh, then it would be considered 
and everybody have a great Shabbos. This will be part two of the shir. Just one last interesting idea. We the initial question of the shir was why do we only mention the giulei, the inyan of kashri and the kalim only after mechadas midyan and not after sichla oy? And we gave the whole explanation of the Ramban that by sichla oy the food was completely mutter. But how would Rashi answer this question? Mikra. So the Rebbe gives two ways in Ha'aris how he would answer it. One answer he gives is is because when they fought against they already knew about the lachas of uh, of uh, Belias Isser. They knew about these lachas of Belias Isser already from Parshat Sav, where it talked about the Kabbanis and Noiser, so they knew about it. But when they fought against Sichon Va'aig, that was with Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu made sure they did everything properly. So he didn't need to repeat it to them. Masha'in came when they fought against Midian, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't lead them. And we also know that they made mistakes, because we see that says, Vayiksaf Moshe, Moshe got upset that they let certain women uh, survive. Who were supposed to? Who was supposed to be killed? So therefore, it makes sense that they also had to be reminded about the different alachas because Moshe wasn't there. We already see that they made mistakes. Therefore, they probably made more mistakes about the kashrus. Therefore, they were, they, they, it was repeated at that point of time to tell them about the halachas. Uh, the Rebbe says even a second answer, which is he says is even more, uh, you know, mistaber or more pshutish mikra. Um, he says we know they might have had the reason why these halachas repeated here could be just because of the chedushim that are here. Meaning is they already knew about Belias Isser from earlier. Therefore, it didn't need to repeat it by Sichon Oig, because why repeat this a parsha that we already know? We know that there's Belias Isser and you need to kasher it. But over here, after Midian, there were a certain chedushim that were mentioned. First of all, that if there's any rust, you need to remove the rust. We also taught about the halachas, the tefilas kalim, and, and this would be based on the idea that tefilas kalim, that was a mitzvah that would have started at that moment of time that we mentioned uh, at the beginning of the shir according to Hatzvi. So since it needed to mention uh, this parsha because of those chedushim and possibly other chedushim, so once it does that, it repeats all the halachas. Like we find many times in the Torah that a, par, uh, that a, a parsha that needs to be repeated because of a chidish din in it, it will repeat the entire uh, concept. So in Achinami, Mitzad, the halachas of Kashmir and the Kli, uh, it didn't need to be repeated because they knew it. But since it has to repeat it anyways because of tefillah and because of the rust and other things, therefore it repeats the entire uh, 